0: Today on The Rise to the Top, we are going to hop on a very big question in a unique way, and that is how the heck do you stick out in an extremely crowded market? And today's guest who's going to be talking about that with us is Mr. Ken Austin, the founder of Avion Tequila. Yes, that Avion. You might have seen it on HBO's Entourage, all coming up right now on the rise at top. And before we get started, I got two lightning quick messages for you. So, what's cool about most of us is that, you know, we're running our businesses from anywhere. You know, home, hotels, coffee shops, whatever. Freedom rocks, you know? But let's say you need to access your home computer and files. Pain in the ass, right? Well, well not with Go to My PC by our good friends at Citrix Online. Access everything from your computer and access it anywhere. Use your iPhone, iPad, whatever. So download the app in the App Store and then head over to go to mypc.com, click the try it free button and enter the promo code rise for 45 days free on me. And just in case you missed it uh, on the blog this week, so in honor of uh create awesome interviews graduates. So so people that took my course on doing online interviews and are blowing it. Blowing it off the roof. Uh, I'm doing a special deal that ends at midnight on the 4th of July. So if you see this before, midnight on the 4th of July, here's what's going on. So if you're ready to build your credibility, relationships, traffic, your list, etc., by interviewing the influencers and the thought leaders and the rock stars in your niche, you need Create Awesome Interviews, my special program. You can nab it right now with all the bonuses. All the original bonuses are in there at createawesomeinterviews.com slash let's do it. Uh, And if you get that, get that special, not only are you going to get all the bonuses that are listed on the page there, but you're also this Friday going to get access to an exclusive Q&A session with me where I'm going to be helping out just Create Awesome Interviews peeps. We're going to be talking about interviewing, answering all your burning questions, all that good stuff. So that's at createawesomeinterviews.com slash let's do it. All right, let's talk a little bit more. Uh, This is the Rise to the Top. Welcome, my friends. I hit the wrong button there. Uh, This is the Rise to the Top, the uncensored, uncut Unconventional show for badass experts. I'm David Saitman Garland. You know, this is really a bonus episode today, and let me tell you why. So, as you know, my mission with everything I do is all about helping experts like you build your biz, especially online, period. And, you know, a lot of times, especially upcoming guests that are coming on the rise to the top, they're in the expert business. You know, they're experts who are going to share. How they've built their business, you know, six figures, seven figures, eight figures, you know, through online, through speaking, through all kinds of different things, coaching. But you might be thinking to yourself, how does today's guest, the amazing Ken Austin, fit into the mission? Well, let me tell you why. So the big reason is that you can find lessons to apply from your business really anywhere. Think about that for a second. Literally anywhere. You know, I've gotten ideas for the rise to top in my businesses while, you know, in the shower or, you know, playing hockey. You never know when it's gonna happen. So sometimes I think it's good to step outside sort of the expert zone you know the typical kind of people we have on and and hear from someone outside the industry and apply the lessons to your business you know so everything Today's guest touches turns to gold. You know, he sold marquee jets to Warren Buffett's company and then decided to jump into the very, very crowded tequila market. So today we talk about what it took to stick out and much more. Lots of lessons you can apply for sticking out in your niche on your topic. And yes, we do talk entourage as well. The story is great. Here it is right now on the rise to the top. All right. So joined today by Ken Austin. Now, first thing, Ken, we got to go over this. Super, super important. Is the pronunciation. All right. I'm going to try to do it. I want to make sure that I don't screw it up. Okay. So it's avion.
1: That is it. Avion, Avion. which means avion, which means airplane in Spanish, French, and many other languages. Avion. Say ah.
0: Okay. So avion. And, uh, you know, I I think a kind of a cool place to start with this is, you you know, you, you had marquee jets. You 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 move on you know it gets it's sold to to Warren Buffett you know in Berkshire Hathaway in 2010, and you decide (laughs) that you're gonna go into the tequila business. What what drove you kind of that direction? Because I mean you know planes and tequila. I don't know if they necessarily mix, but hey, who knows?
1: (laughs) Well, you know if you you fly on a plane, they definitely don't mix. Um, But probably just about every other part of part of our life, they do mix pretty well. But you know I I think. First, really, as an entrepreneur, I think you know anyone who is one who wants to be one who thinks they're one. You know, you need to be somewhat crazy, um, and crazy. Huh. Really, it's the word the word passion and the word crazy to me is synonymous. But um, it was you know I started working on a, you know I was in the spirits business, uh, the drinks business before we started Marquis yet. And um, I always had sort of a love and passion for the drinks business. It's a really, really interesting, it's really the entertainment business, if you think about it. And um, I started working on Avion um, years before we actually launched it. Most people think we launched it, you know, the day before Entourage, we just put something in the bottle um, (laughs) when we're we're on the show. Because, you know, most consumers don't really understand that it actually takes time to put put things together um, in any business. Um, But uh, so I was working on it for a while. It was really a dream of mine. Uh, for many years to create, um, to create something in the drinks business that I wanted to do since I was really in my 20s. And things at marquee were going incredibly well and it really afforded all of us, me and my partners, the opportunity to do other things. And the thing that I really wanted to do, which I started to do, was to work on these recipes and formulating what I wanted to create, which was, in my mind, to create the world's best tequila, the smoothest tequila, and a tequila that doesn't actually give you that burn that most consumers or most humans are used to getting every time they drink tequila, that visceral reaction. Um, so, you know, it's, re- it's really about being crazy and just saying, hey, you know, this was a dream and it was a passion play for me, uh, and I went for it.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that Sometimes people like, yeah, because that's kind of a stereotype of tequila, right, is that everyone's had one of those, uh, quote-unquote, tequila nights, you know, where they were maybe drinking something a little cheap and then, you know, next thing you know, it's like, ugh, you know, and so you you, you were saying basically you were looking to kind of position it a bit differently because, you know, tequila, and we just said this right before we, we start recording, crowded to say the least, right? It's not like you're the first tequila in the history of mankind, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, at first of all, to get into the tequila space, if you were to pick a spirit, and it's like it's like many people, you know, there are, there are things you can – either you're inventing or you're reinventing, and most people really are building better mousetraps these days, right? That's really what business going forward is about because inventing something new is, is much more difficult, and it's also much more difficult to create something new and get – People to understand it, um, even in technology. But that said, this, the tequila space is about 7% of the drink space of the consumption is tequila, yet, between 15 and 20% of these dollars spent against consumers is against tequila. So you've got a massive amount of competition. You've got multinational conglomerates that are basically like snipers on rooftops trying to kill you every day. Right. And it's really, really difficult. So I couldn't have picked a tougher category to get into, but it happens to be that I love tequila. Um, It's been the spirit of choice for me. Even when tequila wasn't good, I I happen to have liked tequila. Um, And as you said, I mean, the the biggest issue tequila has, and it's it's fading quickly, is that we all had a bad tequila experience because there is a lot of garbage out there. There's a lot of really bad tequila. Uh, the mixed that are not 100% agave, even some of the 100% agave, they cut corners when they're making it that burns like, you know, tastes like acid uh, going down. Um, and I won't mention any of the com- competitors, but even some of the blue chip brands that are out there, That are considered ultra premium or considered these luxury brands actually really aren't that good in the bottle. So my goal was to create you know a brand that was ultra premium but also be something that when you consumed it you said whoa, there's something special here.
0: Yeah, very cool. I mean, by the way, I'm thinking about uh, I was like thinking in my memory here of my tequila night. I want to say it was 2002 in Cancun, Mexico. So (laughs) everyone has everyone has one of those. I was a yeah, somebody, somebody was shaking.
1: And I'm sure some some guy was shaking your face right. uh, when he when he put the shot in your mouth. He started shaking your head to make a popper out of it, and it's. Uh that's many, many, many bad experiences happened in Mexico or for a lot of people sort of in the college, the college moment. Uh, if you talk to women, so many women will say to you, I swore tequila off and then I force them to try Avion and they're like, whoa, this isn't what I remember. Avion is different. And that's really what we have to overcome. The good news is a lot of young people, um, are able to experience, you know, products like ours where they don't necessarily have, you know, that moment in their lives. So the young people are actually benefiting from quality products being out there like Avion
0: right makes a lot of sense now let's talk about a little bit of the positioning because a lot of people that tune in listen to the rise the top you know are in crowded marketplaces whatever they might be doing you know they might be in the fitness market or they might be in the you know whatever market and you know tequila being crowded um, I'd be interested to hear from you sorta how you went about before we even get into the marketing and the promotion all that kinda stuff how did you because it always starts with the product right like where 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 did you decide to kind of go after positioning, and did you try to stick out from the pack in certain ways when it came to the story of it, or where where did you position this so that it wasn't just quote unquote another premium tequila brand or any kind of crap that people try to put out there?
1: Well, it, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal question. You know, it's sort of the billion dollar question. You know, how do you break into a crowded marketplace? I have my point of view, just generally about crowded marketplaces are that most brands, most companies, whether it's technology or a product like Avion are going, uh, most new businesses will fail, Um, and you know that going in, it's actually a very, very healthy uh, thing to understand, and when you look at the crowded, any crowded space, know that there will be sort of a gold rush in any business, right, everyone sees all of a sudden, you know, whether it's the Groupons of the world or the Facebooks of the world and so on, which, you know, obviously I'm naming the big guys, but there are so many little guys that have tried it, and the majority will fail, but it happens to be that there lies the opportunity because so many people are A, afraid to get into certain spaces, you know, people said to me you're crazy to get into ultra premium tequila going after these 800 pound gorillas and to me I view that as the opportunity because people are afraid people are underfunded people are under passionate about what they're doing people that people give up. Uh, most people do give up, you know, and that's really the perseverance factor is huge. And so, for me, I look at those opportunities where most humans are afraid. That to me, that I smell the blood, and that's where you go in and you say, "I can make it work." And you got to believe in yourself, and you got to put great people around you that are going to, you know, sort of drink the Kool Aid with you. Have great partners um, because it's hard to do it alone. I you know I always feel you look at all these companies and there's typically you know Hewlett and Packard started in a garage and there you know uh, Gates and Allen and we go through all these different folks that are out there. Um, in the case of our company, it's Austin and Vagman, uh our president Jenna, who's you know. Incredible, and you know, have great people around you that believe in your vision, and that's really what it's about. So for me, the positioning of this brand was a to put something in the bottle that was what I call affordable luxury, mm-hmm. an incredible product, but don't overcharge for it. Um, but also position it in a way where. It's a lifestyle kind of brand, but it's also in the bottle, so we have the product in the bottle is phenomenal, and we cut no corners, and it took a long time to create the recipes and our filtration that we that we do with Avion that no one else does. It's too expensive, and it takes too much time, um, and we also are creating a lifestyle brand, and, you know, Entourage certainly helped, you know, having, having Doug Allen write us on the script for free was huge, um, but, you know, the, the key is really how, how do you position yourself when you see a gap in the marketplace, and you say, I'm going to fill that in away, as small as the void may be, I'm going to fill it and I'm going to capitalize on it and that's really what we were looking to do besides my passion for tequila and the fact that this wasn't about money and I hear so many times I invest in a lot of companies now that we've made a little bit of scratch to be able to have some fun and, and invest in people that we believe in um, and um, I, you know, you always bet on people. It's really about the people in most cases mm-hmm. um, and, and, and feeling that people are going to drive the ball down the field when everybody else says there's no way I'm going to score a touchdown. And you have the one quarterback in that says we're scoring.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, it's, well, the two things that stick out from what you just said there, Ken, is number one is that, you know, people are often successful in markets that are crowded when they come in and it's a pure passion play, like you said. You know, I mean, there's a business behind it, but meaning that there's people that, that are opportunists that try to look at just markets that are missing something or doing something like that but they don't necessarily have a passion for it and they seem to be the ones that struggle massively that was one of the things that i have seen you know all the time yeah, so I, said, I, oh i totally I, oh, there, you know you know there's an oppor- here's a gap i'm just going to go in and fill it without thinking about all the crap they're going to have to go through and all the stuff to make it successful you know
1: yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like building a house, you know, they tell you it's going to be ready by September 1st, you know, for the kids to go to school, and what you find out is it's not going to be ready till December, and you're like, you know, I've got to live with my in-laws, you know, I mean, it, it always takes longer, and people think things are easy, and nothing's easy, you know, there, there maybe there's nothing wrong with luck, and I believe firmly in luck has a, a lot to do with a lot of things in life, um, but... You know, you have to, you have to, you know, look at things and say this is going to take longer, it's going to cost more money, it's going to be much more challenging, and things are going to happen that I don't expect. And the thing is, I talk to young people all the time, and whenever I hear someone say to me, I just, you know, I want to be a billionaire, um, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a ton of money doing this, and they're not talking about the actual business itself, and you don't see their blood, their heart coming out of their chest when they talk about what they're doing, that's when I say, I, I'll say it many times, you know, you're not going to make it, because you're so focused on the money, the money, it, the money comes, you know, it's, there's no question the money will come. If you do the blocking and tackling and you go through the walls that you're going to have to go through that are, in many cases, impenetrable. Um, but when they talk about money, it's sort of like, you know what? I, I say, dude, you know, this is, it, it's not happening. But I understand that's what youth has. Youth, in a lot of ways, people say, I've got to be a billionaire because you see, you know, people who are billionaires, and you say, that could be me. But you know what? Those people that are billionaires didn't sit back and say, I'm going to be a billionaire. They became billionaires because they were thinking about their business and their passion. So I think you're, you're spot on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My my favorite phrase that I say all the time uh, on this show, and anyone that I can stop in the streets and listen that listens to me like a crazy person, um, is I always <laughs> say I always I always say that money follows passion, not the other way around. You know,
1: one thousand percent, not a hundred percent, a thousand percent.
0: Yeah, so, and the other thing you mentioned, I thought that was great too, specifically on the positioning of this, was that you said, okay, well, here's tequilas, right? There's tequilas out there. There's kind of the the cheap tequilas. We're not going to be in that market, obviously. And then there's like those ultra ridiculous premium where it's like $10,000 for an ounce or whatever. I might have exaggerated that slightly. But but you decided, okay, I'm going to come in and kind of go in the affordable luxury niche of tequila. Now, it's one thing, of course, to come up with that, you know, and then you have this incredible product, another thing to get the word out about it um, what what has worked in terms of marketing and I definitely want to get into the entourage story as well because I'm sure people are very very curious myself included about how that ended up on entourage <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about marketing here and promotion and getting the brand out there and uh, what what's sort of been the strategy and what's worked
1: well you know I, I have a saying that you know that I, I tell people all the time and I tell our distributors um, when we're out there on that, I don't I don't use the word marketing. I use the word magic, you know. And um, I think the, the brands and the people that are most successful are people that are the equivalent to you know. I, I grew up looking at David Copperfield, and you know, you say to a magician, "How did you do that?" And most magicians will tell you, you know, I had a friend I grew up with named Peter, and I would always ask Peter, how'd you do that trick? And he just would look at me and say, Ken, very well. You know, they never tell you, and you always wonder how the heck did they do that? And marketing and creating a brand um, is A, the passion play, but also about being able to create magic and do things that are not traditional. You know, and you have to be, now the the big word is disruptive. You know, everybody says you got to be disruptive, and it's easy to say. The question really is, how are you disruptive? You know, and we'll talk about entourage, I'm sure, in a minute, and people love when they hear the story because it's so natural and it happened the right way. Um... Besides the fact it was free, um, but it, you know it's it's you we, you have to create that disruption. You have to create that magic, and that's what we're doing with Avion. You know, every day we're sitting just before you know you and I got together. Um, you know, we were talking in our conference room, me, Jenna, and Sam are head of marketing about continuing to do things that people don't do in the spirit space. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's buying hands on Facebook now. Well, okay, so. let's yawn a little bit more, let's go buy some ads and what does it actually do for you, okay, that's something check the box, what a marketing person would do and go back to their boss and say I did it versus saying how do I create magic where people look at it and say whoa that's different, that's unique I want to be part of that brand, I want to consume that brand because it it resonates with me in my heart and in my, in my head. And that's really, to me, what it's about. It's not traditional. It's very untraditional thinking when it comes to branding and marketing, and that's in any business. And most people don't do it because, truth be told, that's why entrepreneurs win is because most big companies, you know, you're, you're just doing your job, and you're doing it well, hopefully, um, but you're not necessarily given the latitude or take the latitude to go and become a magician.
0: No, I, I, that, a great way of phrasing I mean, it's funny. I, I can see right now. I can listen. I can I can pretend that I know that I know a lot of people that are listening to this, whether they're in their car or at the gym or at the computer, wherever it might be, that are entrepreneurs, That which is our community here, Rise Nation, they're going to be nodding their heads because that is such a good point about, you know, here's what everyone else is doing, you know, that's, like, boring or, or just, you know – uh, Run of the mill. How can we do something different? So you guys looked at that. What were some of the specific things that you've done so far that have been just completely different? And whether it's marketing, promotion, magic, whatever we want to call it, what has been some things that you've done uh, specifically for uh, that that has been pretty cool that that's worked out?
1: Well, I mean, there are a lot of things. Obviously, the, the entourage moment, um, which I guess we can get into now if it's okay with you. Yeah, let's do it. I want to. Um, I want to hear it.
0: You know, it was—it
1: was really talk, talk about a magical moment, but it happens to be that the way it all happened was was so natural and so magical, in that um, my my partner grew up with Doug Allen, uh the creator of Entourage. I've been friends with uh, Doug Allen for. Uh, for over a decade, good friends. We spoke yesterday as a matter of fact about his Entourage in the movie, uh which he's he's working on now. And it's it was it was one of those things where Marquis Jet, our jet company, was on Entourage a bunch of times whenever Vinny and the boys needed a jet. We were happy to provide it. Um, you know, Jet on the tarmac and lo and behold we're on the show, um, which was amazing for our brand. But with Avion, you know, it was really Doug looking for a storyline and just three friends sitting around in a hot tub um, at Jake Steinfeld's house, um, who is body by Jake, uh, who is an amazing entrepreneur. I mean, who I talk to every, every couple, two, three weeks, and he just, he creates, he makes me more passionate than I am. And we were at Jake's house, he wasn't there. And basically, hijacked his house in Nantucket. Um, and uh, we were talking about the storyline, and Doug said, You know, the storyline for Turtle, I'm just not, it's not working for me. This arc, as they call it. And he had the car service, and he goes, I really want Turtle to win. And I'm um, listening to Doug, and he goes, Yeah, he goes, I want Turtle to be like an NBA player. You know, they sign the contract, and the first thing they do is these guys who came up the hard way, they buy their mom a house, they buy their best friend a car, and he goes, I want Turtle to be able to buy his mom a house. Um, So my partner and I basically said to him, you know, almost in concert, we said, why don't you do the tequila that we're doing? You know, and I've been been working on it, you know, um, almost single-handedly as sort of my... Side thing, my pet passion play, as the other marquee guys were doing their passion plays at the same time. And uh, Doug was like, I love that idea. He's like, you know what? Maybe we could do like, you know, it's like 50 Cent in Vitamin Water, you know? And uh, we'll do that with Indian and Turtle. And in 30 seconds, the guy, given the fact that he is such a genius, uh, within 30 seconds, he had the whole storyline in his head where Turtle's going to go to Mexico and so on. And then Doug had actually asked me to do the show uh, to be on as uh, Cuban's partner, which is actually, if you are to, if you watch the show again, it's my name, uh, but I actually didn't play the role because my wife was smart and told me not to go on TV, uh, and potentially you know, uh, someone, uh, someone would be attracted to me other than my wife.
0: Oh, is that, uh, is that, is that what can that? By the way, I remember that yeah. scene very, very distinctly, and I was like, that's not Ken, but uh, they, so, she, so she's like, no, Ixnade the TV for you, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean she's a very, she's a very secure. She has very high self-esteem, unlike most men. Um, but when she she told me, she actually said, "I really I don't think it's a good idea for you to be famous." Um, and uh, I happen to agree with her. I like I like flying under the radar uh, as much as I can. And uh, I think it may be in life. You know, as you're more successful, many people want to want to be low key. And uh, she was probably right. Although um, it, it probably would have been great for the brand because you would have walked into bars and bartenders, who are really the key to our business, um, and uh, people that I love. Hanging out with, but bartenders are the are the gatekeeper, and it would have been cool walking into a bar and them saying, "Hey, you're the guy from Entourage." But it, it, it's all good, and it worked out really, really well for us. We got very, very lucky that Doug was looking for a storyline. We gave him total control of the brand, so he said, "You got to give me total control. You can't tell me what to say, what to write, because the great thing was HBO doesn't have product placement. They don't allow products to come on and pay um, because it's a subscription based model, and uh, it really worked out great because Doug said he wouldn't hurt he wouldn't hurt us." And uh, we wound up really winning. The, 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 believe it or not, there was, a real, there was a real deficit that came about because we had just launched the brand. And in many cases, even to this moment, I guarantee you some of your listeners are like, Avi oh, owns a real tequila. Um, Because so many people thought it was made for TV because it wasn't out there in mass versus when you see Apple or other brands on Entourage, everything's real. We were the only thing that people thought was like, wow, is this made up? But when people found out or they find out it's real, they're kind of blown away. And then to learn that we got it for nothing and it wasn't sort of this product placement um, and they find out that we were just friends and friends doing it for friends. It's really a very cool story. So that's, that's, a, that's a big part of the magic and we've done many, many other things where, um, you know, I've been on uh, lots of TV interviews and uh, we created some magic. We were on Bloomberg and they did a 30-minute segment on us. We are on Jim Cramer. had us on CNBC. Um, we're doing advertising in movie theaters. You'll see us very soon in movie theaters. Uh, R-rated movies that will have our own commercials right before mm-hmm cutting kind of attractions um, that's magic too you know people in our business don't do that you know coca-cola does that but typically excuse me spirits don't think that way because brand managers aren't necessarily given the latitude uh, where we're entrepreneurs and we can do things that are not traditional so there are many many magical moments that we create we try to create magic every day you know and it's uh, I'm coming on your show today. Is, is magical for us you know who else is coming on that's an entrepreneur that's talking about their business um, in the drink space it's very very rare in the spirit space that this happens so um, even the smallest moments that others might not consider magical i consider magical um, and you know every, every moment is important
0: yeah no it's all and that's an, an unbelievable story and what's interesting is that i gotta be honest ken i was in one of those people when i was watching you know being a fan of entourage right Where this was my first experience with the brand. You know, right. I was in that, I was in that it was I was in in that kind of category that you mentioned, like so meaning I I saw it and I'm like, "Oh, that's really cool." And my second question, and I got to tell you, my guess would be this was the second question, right, on the minds of most people when I saw that, was is this a real bl- brand? And then go look up more information. Next thing you know, they're, you know, Googling around, or they're searching, or they see it out somewhere, and then it becomes like a huge awareness. So it's one thing to kind of get the home run or the Grand Slam, or the World Series 7th game ga- Grand Slam uh, to get on uh, the show like like it did. And then it seems like another thing that you guys have done very well is also, you know, leveraged that. Meaning that it'd be one thing if you just kind of went on and it was awesome, and, and then that people kind of Forgot about it, and the story wasn't retold. But it seems right. like you got, that you've done a good job at, and continue to kind of like say, "Hey, you know, no, this, this, we're going to take that story and kind of extend it back into the marketing and and kind of the you are and,
1: you, you know? are so so right. And I will tell you that you know most people and a lot of people that are listening say, "Oh, they're so lucky." I will tell you, besides the fact that people today still don't know how Avion's real, besides being in an industry where, as I said, you're dealing with multinational conglomerates with huge amounts of money. It is still today, it is a war, it's, a, it's like the mother of all battles. We are nowhere near where we need to be as a company, so people will be like, oh, they're lucky guys, you know, uh, their, friend, you know their friend made them, you know, a lot of money, because we didn't make any, we're losing money, you know, we are working our tails off, um, and it happens to be where, you know, another bit of magic and that happened for us recently is um, we won the world's best tequila at the San Francisco World Spirits competition. Oh, so cool. all which is which is so to me that's what it was all about, getting the best tequila in the bottle. So here we are, we want the best tequila in the world. You know, for that to happen to Avion, that's beyond magic. I mean, that's surreal. And but it is so difficult and you are right, and a lot of people also, Dr. Raj, were like, oh, it can't be good tequila. You know, they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, it can't be good, it's got to be garbage. So we had to fight that. We had to fight the real factor. But the good news, and Doug said to me yesterday when he called me, he heard a commercial on uh, on Howard Stern. Uh, man, the commercial was great. And I said, thanks. And he said, how are you doing? You know, and I said, it's going really well. He goes, Ken, I'm really feeling it. You know, I see more of my friends, um, out here in LA, or I see it in their, in their bars. And, but it is, it's a battle, but we're getting there, and it's gonna, you know, it's not... It's like any business, please anybody listening, don't think that just because we have friends um, that actually are able to help us move the needle, that it's any easier because it's really not. It actually in a lot of cases it's like it's like going to it's like being the boss's son and having to, you know, go in and work in the office that your dad runs the company and actually people think that's easy, that's much harder. Well in our case having friends in the entertainment business actually makes it harder because we're held to you know, people think it's automatic and it, it actually makes it more difficult when people think it is easy.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's right on that it. makes sense. Uh, no it, it, it makes a ton of sense, and I think that's good to know because we often see the end result, which would be either bottle on the shelf or you on entourage, right? We don't We don't see all the stuff that's behind the scenes, which is why I appreciate you you know sharing a lot of this stuff because people have I think it's important that we know that you know yeah,' it's, it's one thing to have the passion, but it's the passion with the working your ass off that really gets you know the results. It's not the passion for the money truck to ferry to come in, you know.
1: Oh yeah, there's, there's no, there's no easy money trucks. And people say to me, a lot of people will say to me, you know, why do you work so hard? And besides the fact, that you what are you going to do, sit at home all day and, and uh, you know, um, and and turn into a, a lump on a log? You know, of course not. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, right. um, the, the more the more fun you have, and the more the more passionate you become, uh, the more you want to do. But it happens to be that uh, no matter how well we do with this brand, the brand's doing really, really well. It's really resonating with people. In a, the hardest to break into business, one of the hardest to break into businesses in the world. It's not technology. You know, it's, it's hand-to-hand combat, one bar at a time, one, one liquor store at a time. Um, but, you know, the more successful we are, actually the harder we work because you can lose it as quickly as you got it, you know, and, and that's what you have to always keep in mind. I, I worry about the fact that we're going to lose our edge um, more than anything because a lot of entrepreneurs do. You know, as soon as you get, you know, it, you know sort of fat, drunk, and happy, all of a sudden you forget and, you're, and then you realize, my God, I'm not number, you know, we're all goals to be number two in this space. I'm not number two. I'm number three now because some other guy came in and, you know, ate my lunch. Right. Um, but it's, it's really, a, you know, I appreciate talking to people like you about it because you get it, uh, which is actually quite rare.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. And two final questions, Ken, and then, and then we'll let you go too. Uh, number one, you just mentioned that uh, kind of, you know, you always got to stay hungry and keep going. And, you know, there's never like a moment of complacency because that's, that's when you get punched in the face. Um, what, what, what's next uh, for you guys? Do you have anything cool coming up? Is there anything uh, on the radar screen that you're, you're like super excited about right now or what's, what's, uh, what's coming up? Yeah, I mean, I, look,
1: I you know, as as, a, as someone who's a quote unquote entrepreneur or someone who's very entrepreneurial, um, I always have things that are, are on the radar. You know, it happens to be that I'm very, very focused on this business now, although I'm involved in others. Um, but to to me. Um, we can't take our eye off the, you know, tequila avion ball here. Um, there's, there's, there's too much work that's gone into this to actually become distracted. Um, you know, we have opportunities to roll out in other countries. You know, as far as countries I've never been to, want this product, like in Asia. Um, and my feeling is, is that we've got to get it right on in our homeland. Mm-hmm. You know, get it right in the U.S., get it right in Canada, get it right in Mexico. And if you lose focus you know for a second you actually really start to lose so while i love to give you grandiose um, answers to what I'm doing and I have a lot of other interesting things I'm involved in um, I spend a insignificant amount of time on those and I spend um, you know at minimum of 12 hours a day a minimum of 12 on, on Avion um, and uh, I love the drinks business so I would say you'll probably um, you and I may have another conversation you know a year or two years from today talking about other things that we're doing but I love tequila I love Avion and this is, this is where I've got to play and you know the quarterback should be the quarterback and the wide receiver can be, should be the wide receiver.
0: Exactly. As long as they, as long as they've got those good sticky gloves on that we like, but uh, that makes a lot makes a lot of sense. Ken. Now, final question. There's a lot of people listening. You know that are probably you know they're not going to go into necessarily the liquor business, right? By any means, but they have something that they're. They're very passionate about, like I mentioned, fitness as a random example before. But sure. I get emails, and we get, you know, I get a lot of things all the time from people that are like, you know, here's my idea, or here's here's something I'm super passionate about, or, here's the industry I want to get into, and then they follow that up with the typical, or not, you know, somewhat typical, but it's really really crowded, and it seems like everyone's done everything in that industry, or it seems like, you know, I don't know, I don't know, you know, I got to figure out a way to be different. What would you say, kind of as general advice? to people like that let's just assume they have the stuff they have the passion they have the smarts that they're ready to work hard what would you say to those people that you know can do it but they're a little bit apprehensive because they're going into just a just crowded ass space
1: uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a great 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 final question. I, I would say there are so many ways to answer that question, but you know a great company um, out of the Pacific Northwest has a great tagline, and that company is Nike. And when they came out with the term "just do it," it just do it really resonates with everyone, and and that's that's something which our tagline I'll never forget. And what most people don't do is, you know, I've had loads of ideas in my life and you know loads of them I've done and some have been very successful some have failed and what I would tell you is it's really about going and doing it you know if it's crowded you know it, think about the hamburger business it's crazy right so we have Burger King McDonald's Wendy's and all of a sudden now we're seeing all these hamburger joints popping up because Americans love hamburgers and there's almost it's like hamburger places are like Starbucks almost where you'll see a different one on every corner um, the opportunity is there you know you have to make the opportunity you have to take the risk and say, I'm going to do it. Um, and there's a lot of risk, you know, but the, the key is is the reason why they call people entrepreneurs is because they do things that other people are not willing to do or don't have the guts to do it. Um, and the key to me is you, you just got to say, I'm going to go for it, and you can't quit because most people quit. And if you quit, you know, it, it just, or if you think about quitting, believe me, I worry every day. I wake up in the morning saying, man, what's going to go wrong today? And, uh, you know, that's part of being an entrepreneur is being afraid um, and letting that fear drive you feel a failure, um, but I say just you have to go for it and you can't give up, you just can't, and you hear that when you're a kid, you know, your parents always say, don't give up, don't give up, and it's really what it comes down to, um, it's as simple as that, and uh, the good news is for me is that in my space, most people either never do it or they give up, um, and uh, so... In, in a lot of cases, wait at the bottom of the hill and stuff is going to flow down to you. But that's my advice to any entrepreneur, and I know it sounds simple. Uh, and also make sure that, you're, you, know, that, that you, you spend every dollar very, very wisely. You know, treat the, Obviously, the business is your own, but every dollar, I mean, we count. We look at everything we do here. We count the pennies because it's that important to make sure you don't run out of runway. You know, you need that runway.
0: Right. Literally, which you had with Marquis, and now this. Uh, so, so Ken, uh, this has been an absolute blast. I, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today, helping out our uh, our entre- our badass entrepreneurs, as I call them here, and uh, uh, the story is super interesting, and, and just wish you a lot of luck, and uh, yeah, I'd love to have you back on in a couple of years. We'll catch up, do some uh, God knows what you're going to have be going on, but uh, and good luck with everything. We'll link up Tequila, uh, the brand below. Um, make sure to ask for it wherever you're at, and now you actually have And I think, Ken, the one big takeaway is everyone has the proper pronunciation now, right?
1: Exactly. And please, you know, we want everybody to come follow us on Facebook, Tequila Avion, and at Tequila Avion on Twitter. And, uh, love any entrepreneur that you ever want to reach out, reach out to us on the Twitter, at Tequila Avion. and I, I read everyone and we'll answer you and so on. So it's, uh, but really appreciate you having me on the show. It, it means a lot, and I, I, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, you've made it in this business, uh, for years, and that's stuff to do also. So, um, don't let anybody tell you you're not an entrepreneur. You're probably the biggest one on that's out on the there.
0: Uh, well, I appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. And we're going to link up uh, both your Facebook and your Twitter in the show notes on therizetop.com so people can go ahead and check that out. And uh, thanks so much.
1: Thanks so much.
0: Take care. All right, so I-, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mr. Ken Austin. He gave some links there. Make sure to check it out. A V O N. you got to get the pronunciation right. You know, that's, that's one of the critical things. got to get that pronunciation right. So uh, final, final wrap-up as we go. Another big thank you to our sponsor, GoToMyPC. Get the 45-day free trial. Head over to GoToMyPC.com. Click the Try It Free button and the promo code RISE. Work from anywhere. Access those files from your iPad, iPhone, other computers, um, Pony Express. We can't really do Pony Express because you need the Internet, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, and also, if you want to hop on that special deal for Create Awesome Interviews. It expires midnight on the 4th of July. It's createawesomeinterviews.com slash it, and it includes a special Q&A session with me on Friday just for Create Awesome Interviews peeps and all the original bonuses. We're going to teach you how to dominate through doing online interviews. So I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman-Garland, and uh, see you next time on The Rise to the Top.